Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Demmel. You ever been to a, um, um, we went to a, uh, um, what's that place where the guy talks real fast? Auction, auctioneer, you know, they're like, $5, and you got a little card. So we don't do this very often because I just feel like my card needs to be in the air. I don't even know what it is half time. I'm like, yep. My wife's like, you got to quit doing that. I'm not, give, I'm not giving you a card. And then you got to pay for the card. Did you know that? I had no idea. So my wife comes back with this card. We're at this um, auction to help this person. And she comes back with this card. And I'm like, well, where's mine? She's like, I had to pay for this. We're buying this stuff from these people. Why do we got to pay for a card? She's like, just, just shut up. And so she has her card laying on her lap, and they bring this $5 knife. And I'm like, yep! <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I was using your number. You know, I, I was bidding on that right there. And so she takes it out of my hand, puts it back on her lap, and something else comes up, and I grab, yep! She's like, you touch my card one more time. I'm going to break your fingers. Now, the point to this story is, along came this great big box. Oh, it was fancy looking. Now, whoever had done this had been to an auction before. Because that fat cat had this box that looked all fancy and all this stuff, and there wasn't nothing but about 6,000 different puzzle pieces from different places. It wasn't even the same puzzle. Guess what happened? We got to have that right there. I grabbed my car, yep, $2, yep, $3, yep. By the time it was all said and done, we was up to $37.50. And I get my box and I bust that thing open and I was deflated. And then the guy, this old man on a cane, all it took him like 25 minutes to get to me. As a matter of fact, I looked over and said, is that guy coming our way? And Kate's like, I don't know, maybe we should wait. About 15 minutes later and a cup of coffee, he made it. And he said, I didn't have the box for all them pieces. But I'm sure they're all there, and there's six different puzzles in there. And he smiled real big, and I thought, you got to be kidding me. Guess what we did? If I'm lying, I'm dying. We walked right outside. There's a great big dumpster, and we went, plop. You know why? Because there ain't nobody in their right mind. It's going to go through six different puzzle pieces, or puzzles, and put all the pieces together. But God said that there's this great big puzzle in the valley. It's dry and it's broken, and to be honest with you, there's nobody that would take time for it because it's messed up. But he says this, he says, it's my house. And because it's mine, I will take the time to make sure that it's put together. I will make sure that it's organized. I will make sure that every piece is placed where it's supposed to go. I will make sure it can stand upright. But the Bible says that there was no life found in it. So you're telling me that God takes all this time to put all these puzzle pieces together. And I've been there. I threw mine in the trash. But then there's no life. Why would he do that? But let's see what the Bible tells us that he does. He's made a 
a, a major change in the way these bones are. And then Ezekiel 37 and 8, he says, Indeed, as I look at the sinew in the flesh, and it came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. I'm about to start preaching right here. That was the beginning. You can have order and organization, but still have no life. You can have structure and you can have program, but still have no life. There are many churches all over this country that have structure, they have order, they have program, but there is no life. I will take life any day over order and structure. But if you get the word of God, don't you get what I'm saying? When the word of God comes alive to you, the word of God, the Bible is your order and structure. So there's a lot of churches that have the understanding of the facts, but they don't have the spirit. There's a lot of churches that can tell you what's going on in your life, but they really can't help you. Why? Because they're organized and they're structured, but they have no life. Oh, now, now it's getting good. What good is it if you have a body with everything that it needs, but it has no life? It's still a coffin. Right? Lord, help me. You can list every program that you're involved in in your social life. You can make so many plans that you don't have room on your calendar to put another place. You can have an organized structure to base everything that you do around. But if you don't have the spirit of God. You're wasting your time. And your problem's not changed. I will tell you this. God may prepare you. Through the problem. But until you get the spirit. There's no change. What the problem is, is in the church is everyone's out of order. We have men out of biblical order. We have women out of biblical order. We got leaders out of biblical order. We've got members out of biblical order and we've got visitors out of biblical order. We're all wondering why we're still in the valley of dry bones. We are wondering why we're out of order. As a matter of fact, there's many people in this room that don't even realize they're out of order. But until we realize, until we say, yes, that is my problem, we will continue to stay in the valley when God wants you on the mountaintop. Don't you understand? They were in the valley. So it wasn't the miracle that he put them together. It was the miracle that they had life to walk out. A lot of people say this book is dead. You can read every book in this Bible. And it can be dead to you. You know when it's a dead book? Because you're still in the valley of dryness. But watch what happens in verse 9. And I hope that you get this. And be honest with you, I'm almost done and we're early. The Bible says, Ezekiel 37 and 9. He said also to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus saith the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. 
I'm about to get excited. He says, prophesy to the bones. Prophesy to the breath. Is that what he said? He said, you're my man. But my man's not going to speak anything that I don't say into the hopeless situation. Because see, here's the problem. We've got pastors, preachers, leaders all over the United States and in foreign countries that are preaching the word of God, but they're not preaching what God tells them to preach. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They're, they, they put their own two cents in there, and it's their opinion, and it's their fault, and it's their process. But I want you to understand that when we get in line for what God has for our lives, you want to talk about the church walls exploding. People are going to come for the real. They're going to come for the truth. They're going to come for the different. We need revival. The Hebrew word breathe can be translated three different ways. It's all the same word. The Hebrew word for wind, breath, and spirit. What's that? What's that old song? Wind, breath, and fire. Is that what it is? Come on, I'm not y'all's age. Huh? That's it, the band, earth, wind, and fire. God has his own thing. Wind, breath, and spirit. Now, the three words mean one thing. Now, listen to this. It's the word ruach. Mm. To blow. That is to breathe. Literally. That's what it says. I'm reading the exact definition. To smell, to perceive, to anticipate, to make of a quick understanding. By the resemblance of breath. That is a sensible but violent exhalation. You know what an exhalation is? This is why I love this. The word literally means that someone has to blow. <sighs> Wind, the spirit, and the breath of God are all the same. And that word is ruach. See, you can have order and you can have structure and the word of God brings that. And there are a lot of places that have order and structure because they know the facts about the Bible, but they refuse the Spirit of God. They refuse the, the wind of God. They refuse the breath of God. They, they refuse the ruach, the exhalation, the breath of God that transforms the very person that it breathes on. In this case, these bones were dead and dry and the Bible says that God said, speak to the bones and they came together and sinew. The body came together. They could, you could feel them in their body. Grace felt just like your body. But there was no life. But then he says, speak to the bones and speak to the breath. Speak to the wind. Speak to the power. Speak to the ruach. Speak to the presence. Listen, we need to worship him in spirit and in truth. When you worship God, that's when the power comes. When you worship God, that's when your presence is changed. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I don't need dead people in the church. Dead people need to come alive. And the only way they can do it is through the spirit of God. 
Lord, help me. The ruach, the exhalation. But watch what, watch what happens in verse 14. Oh, this is good. I'll put my spirit in you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land, and you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Verse 9, also he said to me, now we're going back. Prophesy to the breath, prophesy to the Son of Man, and say to the breath. Are you hearing it? Thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breathe. Breathe on these slain that they may live. And then he said, I prophesied. The breath is the spirit. The breath is the Hebrew word ruach. What God is saying is, on the day of Pentecost, listen, Acts chapter 2, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. That's wind, spirit, breath. Listen, as a mighty rushing ruach. It was the presence of God that flowed like a tornado through the place. We find in the Greek word that the word is pneuma. It means to take an account of a rushing tornado. Can you imagine the breath that had to blow through the valley of dead? Listen, I'm talking to you about coming alive this morning in the presence of God. Letting your light shine. Letting your transformation happen. And Ezekiel chapter 34 says, I came alive because God spoke into my life his word, his wind. When the Bible speaks about the wind and the spirit, the breath, it speaks of the movement and the movement of the spirit of God. He says that it's the now listen, the Bible says it's the spirit that gives life. It's the Word of God, the Bible, that gives order. It's the Spirit of God that gives life. There's a lot of churches sitting around that have order. They can direct you on what your position should be. They can direct you to lead. They can direct you to help other people. But there is no life. He says, so order yourself by the Word. So when you come to the Lord and you say, I'm going to arrange my life for you. I'm going to arrange my finances for you. I'm going to arrange my affairs for you. I'm going to arrange my relationships for you. Then you need to pray for the Spirit of God because all you've prayed for is order. God, I need my insurance paid. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I, I can't pay my car payment. We're about to lose our house. God, help me. All you're praying for is order. But you need the Spirit. The Spirit is the moving. You can't reject the Spirit of God and get Him to move. Mm. Are we understanding that today? Okay. So the word of God gives you order and organization. And we can decide to do that. Have order and organization in our life. But do you know that the whole time we do that, we can be frustrated? We can choose to say, you know what, pastor, I'm not going to be like I used to be. You know, before I got married, I may have went to the clubs. Oops, oops, oops. But when I got married, it's totally different. Right? 
because my wife's not going to like that. And, and I changed my life for her. So when I changed my life for God, God's not going to like that. Mm. You need your life to go with your structure and your order, right? And so he, he tells Ezekiel, he says, you prophesy to the word. You breathe on the word. And then you prophesy to the breath. You prophesy to the order and structure. And then you prophesy to the breath. You prophesy to the wind. You prophesy to the spirit. Because the spirit gives life. Somehow I don't feel like we're getting it. Did I make it more muddy? Listen, you can't say anything to the spirit until the bones move. The Bible says that the spirit will not come to dead, dry bones because they have not responded to the word. A lot of people want the spirit. They want to see what's happening. But their bones have not responded to the word. If the bones don't respond, then there will be no spirit. There will be no blowing. There will be no wind. Oh. The reason we're not feeling the spirit is because our bones are refusing the word. The reason the spirit's not moving is because the Bible says the spirit responds to truth. We're not responding to truth because we haven't ordered and structured our lives. Pastor, this is sober this morning. You better believe it. The Bible says that this prophet then calls the spirit because the, the bones responded. The prophet then calls the spirit and the spirit or the ruach blew and gave life to the dead and dry bones. The spirit of God infused himself into the valley. So there's a couple of things. Either you don't have the bones connected because there's no response to the word. Or you haven't called on the spirit that gives life to the bones. You need this understanding. Once you have the spirit. Or once you have the structure, you have to call on the truth. The life, the spirit. About two years ago, I had went to a, an older lady in our church. She's gone to be with the Lord now. And I went to visit her. And when I came out of, of the house, she's by herself, and it was cold, about an inch of snow on the ground. It was when, if anybody remembers, it was when we had that severe cold, and it was like negative four. And I went to start my car. I didn't even as much as get a click. You know, most of the time when you start your car and it's a bad battery, it go click, 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 click. I didn't get that. I didn't get anything. And so I called AAA. I tried to call my wife. 
And if anybody knows my wife, she has a cell phone strapped to her all the time. She doesn't respond to texts. She doesn't respond to calls. Her own mother has to call me. And she can verify. So Kate can look at me mean all she wants to, but Brenda can verify. <laughs> and then she'll say, it didn't ring. It, it, it didn't buzz. And so I've got to the place where I don't even say anything anymore. I go home and I look at her phone before she can say it doesn't ring and it doesn't buzz. And then she'll say it doesn't ring and it didn't buzz. And I'll go, well, that's funny because right here's the text. She gets mad. So I call her. You know, I mean, that's what any person would do and stuck in the middle of nowhere with a 90-year-old woman stuck in the bed that can't help them. And she doesn't answer, Right? Now, this is nothing because Kate can tell way worse stories on me, but she didn't answer. And so I called AAA. AAA came. Now, the guy raises the hood. He fumbles around the car, and he gets in the car. And he comes out, and he says, there's nothing wrong with your car. Come again? He goes, no, no there's nothing wrong with your car. So, can you start it so I can get home then? Because the last time I went like room, room, it didn't room, room, you know? And so he says, no, he said, I, maybe I said it the wrong way. I, he said, I'm sorry. He said, you have an ignition switch problem. He said, everything is the way it's supposed to be in the car. He said, but the ignition switch is not firing to send the message to the rest of the vehicle. Now, first of all, I didn't care because my fingers looked like purple ice cubes. My toes you could not see, but they were the same. And I just wanted to get home. You know, just hook the car up and drag it to my house. I'll worry about it later because, number one, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. And, number two, I'm froze to death. So let's just go home. But he begins to explain to me that if, if the ignition switch is not sending the message, then there is no way that, that everything that is right and proper and in order can fire. Come on with me. And so everything I needed was there except the ignition switch to tell the car to fire, to tell the car to worship, to tell the car to pray. See, a lot of people are there on the church pew every Sunday and, and they're in there hearing the word and they're here uh, waiting for something to say, but all you're getting is the word if you run out of here in your same way because, listen, your ignition switch is not firing, so you're not getting any spirits, you're not getting any life, you're not getting any power, all you're getting is word. Order and structure. And we've got to change the way that is. We've got to be in, involved in what God is doing in the community of MacArthur. He wants to save. He wants to heal. He wants to deliver. He wants to bring people out of dryness. He wants to bring people out of dead bones. And all of you are his way to do that. You understand that, Brian, when you come to the piano? can't prophesy to the wind until you prophesy to the bones you can pray all day long God change me and it won't happen do you know why your bones are still out of place you can't call on the spirit because the spirit only responds to truth but I want you to understand one thing when God brought order and structure and then he brought his spirit. The Bible says 
Ezekiel chapter 37, 10. So I prophesied, and he commanded me, and breath came in them, and they lived. And they stood up, their feet, an exceeding great army. It's more than people just coming to church. It's people coming to life. See, you can come sit on the church pew every Sunday. You can hear whatever I speak to you. But you're not downloading the message if you never have the ignition switch of Jesus Christ to breathe on you. Everybody stand with me. When the Spirit of God blew dead became an exceedingly great army. You can, you, every individual in this place can choose. Do I want to remain the same way that I am? And I'm just being as real as I possibly can be with you because there were several times in, in my walk with the Lord before I come to know the Lord that God, you know, I grew up in church. And I got to the place where I didn't even believe that there was a God. I'm, I'm being real with you right now. God can't exist. And, and I did a lot of, I had a lot of error like most people. God can't exist because of everything that is happening that's wrong in the world. Any of you ever felt that way? But when I, when I started on a collision course with God, I began to realize that I, there was no life in the words I was reading because there was no life in me. And I remember the night that I got saved like it was yesterday. It was like every pastor says, Laura. It was in an old country church. Maybe 40 people there. And when I got up from the altar, I loved everybody. Now, the thing that you don't understand about me is I was a mean and hateful person. But the moment that God transformed my life, I loved everybody. I was crying so hard that, that I couldn't even hardly see the people that I was hugging. And, and you know, it was back in the day when they did prayer lines. I wasn't part of the prayer line, but like everybody was in the front of the church and everybody was getting prayer. And I was over here in the corner and I jumped up and I began to just hug the whole line. And then there was one little old lady, Sister Bells. She was sick and she had this walker and, and she didn't get out with everybody else in the line. And I fumbled over top of her walker because I just had to hug her. I just had something inside of me that I had to hug her and, and she grabbed me and she said oh baby I'm glad that you found Jesus I'm glad and she died maybe not too long after that but I was so glad that day that I found the Lord because it was like something was lifted off me can anybody testify 
And if you want to testify for the Lord, if you want the Lord to change you, then you've got to do what the Lord asks you to do. And when you do, what I want you to understand is when you go out into MacArthur, Ohio, and you're walking into the BP or the Valero or whatever gas station we have around here, people are going to see that you're different. Do you know why? Because the weight of sin has been lifted off of your life. And you can declare that Jesus Christ is Lord. Listen, you don't have to be a Bible scholar. Just say that you love him and that he transforms your life and I promise you people will see that you don't live in the valley of dry bones anymore thank you for joining us today if this message has uplifted you we would love to hear your story go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click contact your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week renovate life is a place of healing for the lost the broken the weak weary and stray.